You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This is Views from Midstream. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. The Views for Men Street podcast rolls on, ladies and gentlemen. Rob and Lonzo with you. If you haven't done it yet, make sure that you are subscribed to the Views from Men Street podcast wherever major podcasts are found. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you turn on the little bell so you don't miss a moment of Big Cat Talk through the remainder of the football season and towards the draft, ladies and gentlemen, let us take a look at this matchup. Week 16, Detroit at Carolina. That game is tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Let's take a look at the history of this series so far. Detroit comes into this game at 7-7. Seven and seven. Carolina, obviously, at 5-9. and nine. The NFC North as it is stacked up right now with the resurgence of the Green Bay Packers. They have pulled to within one game of, but are still back from the Detroit Lions, who are second at 7-7. Seven and seven. The Vikings of Minnesota are 11-3 and three and in control. They've had a couple of sputters here and there, but firmly maintain the grasp of, the, the, of that division. And 7-7, seven and seven, Detroit will have to win out for an outside crack at getting in. So this game is important for them as well. Carolina seven and three all time against Detroit, including sitting on a one game win streak. They are five and one at home against the lions all time. And the last L at home against Detroit, you got to go all the way back to the last century, 1999 for a Detroit win at Carolina. It is the eighth time that Carolina has played on Christmas Eve. They are three and four. However, in the last instance of a Christmas Eve game, 2017, we knocked off Tampa Bay in dramatic fashion and secured a playoff spot. This win will not secure us a playoff spot, but an L will almost assuredly remove it from us or remove us from it. I should say game time temperatures. We mentioned earlier expected to be hovering around freezing, depending on factors of the wind. It could a few times dip down below that freezing uh, weather. Since I was curious, I did find it the coldest. The Panthers have ever played the 1996 NFC championship game in green Bay, a game time temperature of three degrees and wind chills hovering in the negative tens and twenties dome, every NFL stadium is all I'm saying. Just dome. Every one of them. Oh, stop it. The elements are part of the game. That's what makes it not baseball. Nah. Yeah, yeah, I know baseball. Well, no, no, no. Baseball is outside, but they won't play in the rain. So, I mean, you know, you're just so, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I guess I'm just old school, and I got I want I like the frozen tundra. 
Uh, what would what would what would Vince Lombardi say? Okay, exactly. uh, <laughs> it was, wasn't a bad Jimmy there. It was not. Let's take a look, uh, Clarence. Let's take a look at some of the. Tis the season, Rob. Tis the season, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Let's take a look at some of the statistics, offensive and defensively here, uh, and look at the tail of the tape between these two games. Carolina's offense with the subpar showing of last week are now averaging 288.1 yards per game. That is good for 30th best in the National Football League, and you're hitting almost the exact opposite end of the spectrum for the Detroit Lions, averaging, Lonzo, over 375.1 yards per game. They are, if you speak yards per game, the fourth best offense in the National Football League which means one thing and one thing alone, great one. The defense that showed up last week for Carolina wait, is wait, wait, not wait, good wait, enough. Wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. No, the defense didn't show up last week. Don't say the defense that showed up last week. There was no defense there. It was just like an empty field. There was nothing on the other side to stop that offense because they did not stop that offense. It's – uh. <sighs> Man, if the, yeah, if they if they don't show up, it's going to be a really really long game. And it, you know that's the one side coming into this season, knew the defense would be fairly strong, and they've been really good almost the entire year. But there have been a couple games where they just were non-existent. It's so weird. I mean, I get it. A couple guys having a bad game, but when when they have a bad game, it's the entire defense. Yeah, it just it just fell apart. It crumbled last week, and we can call the shot now. If the same thing happens against Detroit this weekend, uh, they will pop up ahead of 500, and we will be looking forward to our draft pick. On the flip side, let's take a look at this. Uh, it is really almost, not, not entirely, but almost even rushing the football. Carolina rushing for 117 and a half yards per game. Detroit actually runs for more yards per game, 126. But I think we can, again, have I think we have to really kind of justify a couple of things, Lonzo. The first being that uh, those numbers do include the first five weeks of the season where Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule were trying to treat Baker Mayfield as if he was a Pro Bowl quarterback. It took a little, a little while. And how much of a big deal did we make about it on this podcast for the Panthers to finally recognize that they are a run-first football team and start cranking off those 180, 190, 200-yard rushing games? And then even then, we still have a couple of games where we backtrack. Last, like last week against Pittsburgh. Uh, if the identity of the Panthers had been what it was three weeks ago when we played Denver, that uh, that number would obviously probably be up closer to like 170, and we would be towards the top five in the NFL. So that number to me, that rushing yard number, is a little bit skewed. We are 17th in the league. They are 14th. But I absolutely think that the Carolina Panthers have a better rushing game than the Detroit Lions do. Oh, absolutely. Well, when the coaches decide to use it, when when the coaches decide, hey, even though it's a little rough sledding out there, we're going to keep 
pounding, keep. I mean, that's that's literally the mantra of the team: keep pounding. They should keep pounding with the running game because that's how the Panthers win. Without a doubt, a better running team when they're consistent with it. And it's just frustrating. It it really is. It's I just uh, I mean I'm at a loss for words as to what happened last week. They can't do that again this week. Through the air, the Panthers racking up 170.6 per game. That is good for 30th in the league. Uh, 249.1, good for 8th in the league, are the Detroit Lions. And that's kind of interesting. We'll talk more about him coming up in the last segment of the pod, though. But there has been a mini renaissance for Jared Goff when he got sent out of L.A., to Detroit to take over the Lions in return for Matt Stafford, uh, there were a lot of people that said, that's it, that's a death sentence for Jared Goff. Uh, They didn't believe that Jared Goff did all that much in L.A. uh, to to get to the couple of playoff runs that he had in L.A., that he was being carried, et cetera, et cetera. Jared Goff in the first five or six weeks, es nomas, uh, because the Jared Goff of the last few weeks has looked much, much better, great one, and the Detroit Lions passing game is showing for it. All right, so you, you know there's that guy who who's blue-collar but thinks he should go up to, to management and, and be on that level with everybody up there, and he gets up there and realizes, I don't belong here. I, I'm better down there with, with, with the blue-collar guys. That's That's who he is. In my opinion, he got down there with, with Campbell and those guys because that's what Detroit is. I mean, that's that's the hardworking blue collar guys. And now he found a place where he fits. He didn't fit up there with the fancy. He fits with the blue collar. Good for him because it's another one of those guys that that got written off, and he's managed to uh, show everybody at least so far that they were wrong. Jared Goff in the last handful of games against the Jets. Completed just a tick shy of 61%, 252 and a touch. Against the Vikings, who have a very good defensive backfield, one of the better teams in the league, 69.2% completion percentage, 333 touchdowns in that one. Against the Jags, 75% completion percentage, 342 touchdowns. Against the Bills, 63% completion percentage, 242 touchdowns. Against the Giants, 66% completion percentage, 165. And all of those games, oh, sorry, let me add the Bears to that. 73.1% completion percentage, 236, one touch in that one. To find Jared Goff's last interception, you have to go all the way back to November 6th against the Packers, where he threw two TDs and one INT, has not let a defense have the football since November 6th of the regular season against the Packers. This is a quarterback in an offense that takes very good for, very good care of the football, is very conscientious about the decisions that he is making down the field. Uh, he will he, he absolutely can be brought down to a 60, 61, 62% completion percentage if you're in his grill and you don't give him time. I will say this, though. If Jared Goff gives you an opportunity at a turnover, if you are a J.C. Horn, 
you had better take advantage of it because you likely will not get another one. And that is what has carried Detroit to a seven and seven mark this year. Oh, I completely agree. And it's also him being smart with the football. So you mentioned JC Horn. He ain't gonna throw it his way. You know, the, the smart quarterbacks go, nah, I'm not. I mean, there's a couple guys out there who are gonna test them because their ego tells them they have to, but he's just not gonna throw it that way. So it's gonna be up to the other cornerbacks to take advantage of the opportunity. And you gotta also hope that the defense again shows up, that the defensive line shows up, puts some pressure on Goff and and ha- and helps him make some mistakes. Help him help you, ladies and gentlemen. Help him help you. All right, going back down, some more of these tail of the tape statistics. Sacks allowed. Uh, this is really interesting. Detroit, Lonzo, we have talked about the uh, pass pro of the Carolina Panthers. We have talked about the fact that a good chunk of the sacks belong to week one through four when Baker Mayfield was in charge. Carolina has allowed 32 sacks this season. That is tied for 13th in the league. The Detroit Lions, and again, this is going to be a battle for the defense. Anything but their best, and we are in trouble. The Detroit Lions have given up just 19 sacks. That is tied for the best in the offensive line, and that, so is why I said, aside from the defense, has got to show up and show out if they want a chance at this. Uh, the defense has to play as close to perfect as they have played in a while because Dan Campbell has this Lions team, not necessarily the greatest show on turf, not necessarily a high-flying Barnum and Bailey showcase, but they do not make mistakes. They are very, very smart, very efficient. They don't make a lot of mistakes. So if they do, you have got to capitalize or they will increase that time of possession up over that 30-minute mark, and that's where we get in trouble. Hey, the the Panthers need to be, especially the defense, they need to be embarrassed about what happened last week. And they also got to know, I mean, you have to know, you've seen the signs when you think your job is may not be there and it's going to be in another city. You got to come out and show show your worth these last couple games because more than likely there's going to be a new coach in there and there's a good shot that maybe if you're one of those fringe guys, you're not going to be there anymore. So you got to get in there and play the best football you played all year. There is no option, ladies and gentlemen. There is no option. This Detroit team, as we have just showed you between Jared Goff's numbers, between the sack numbers, and we'll get through the penalties and stuff like that later on in the show as well. This Detroit Lions team, Again, they're not the most exciting in the world. Uh, They're not going to go out there and put up 45 on you. They can. They absolutely have the capability. They're not going to go put 45 on you. They're just going to keep you from getting to that 17 number that has plagued us for so long. Defensively, specifically, you got to play mistake-free football or we will get roasted.